A dance CEO thrives every day with focus on gratitude, growth, and feeling aligned. Unapologetically putting themselves first, striving to become their best self personally and professionally, creating their own definition of fulfillment and success, rejecting the starving artist mentality and competition mindset for one of abundance in all things, including the success of other dance business owners. Welcome to the Dance CEO Podcast. Hello, I'm Audra Allen, the Dance CEO Coach lifelong dancer, choreographer, and educator. I'm a happily remarried, part-time mom of two little humans and three bonus little humans, proud thriver of adult-diagnosed ADHD, lover of the beach, travel, houseplants, reading, and your host for today's episode. Thank you for being here. I'm going to be sharing with you over multiple parts my journey with ADHD. And this is relevant to you because this is a lifelong process that I did not know I had ADHD until the beginning of 2022, but it most definitely impacted all areas of my life growing up, including dance training, relationships, career path, employment. I feel that because it literally is at the core of who I am and how I run my business and how I show up and serve you that it would be beneficial for you to know. I'm going to first share with you the process of the gaining the knowledge that I have it story. And then in future parts, I'm going to backtrack and share with you some different parts of my life with ADHD. And that might help you have insight, help you on your journey, maybe help you feel not alone with your ADHD or help you better understand someone that you know that has it, all of the things. At the time of this podcast episode and Uh, July 2023, I am 38 years old. And beginning of 2022, I was 36 still. And um, I had been suspecting for a while that I might have it just based on the fact that there's, you know, a mass movement happening with adult women getting diagnosed with ADHD. And I was curious, partially because it had been brought to our my ex-husband and I's attention that our daughter a few years ago m- might have ADHD by someone who's close to her. And at the time, I didn't know that it was something hereditary. Most likely, if a child has it, one of the parents have it or both. And it wasn't something we were actively seeking. Didn't have a lot of knowledge on it. Um, but as I started seeing more and more women share online about their journey with adult diagnosed ADHD, and so many were discovering it because their children were diagnosed, I started looking into it more. I was just curious. And what I stumbled across was literally all the explanations I've been seeking in my life for why I did things the way I did or experiences happened the way they happened but that I just didn't know how, why no one could explain it to me. And it turns out that I very much was certain I had ADHD without even being diagnosed. I had learned about the fact that there's seven different main types of ADHD based on the different ways that your brain functions with it. Like they do actual brain scans and have studied it. And based on the symptoms that show up in the different seven different types, there's one titled the ring of fire. And that's where all the parts of your brain are activated pretty much nonstop. And I literally resonated with every one of the symptoms, both in adulthood, and then says you may have shown up like this in your childhood. And I'm like, that is me to a T. (laughs) So 
I also was recognizing that I was really struggling at this point um, with some, what I was calling seasonal depression, but also just what I now understand to be overwhelm and a few other things that happened that are related to ADHD. But it was drastically impacting my ability to show up for myself every day, for my children every day, and for my business to support my family and I. I was not able to get off the couch. I didn't understand why. There were times I was like, I'm not feeling depressed, but I just do not have motivation. And I don't understand the, the reason for it. And as I was learning more about ADHD, I started learning about the different types of executive function and how is negatively, how it can negatively impact you if you have ADHD. And some of these things are, were drastically resonated with me and why I was struggling so much with just being able to survive on a daily basis to get simple tasks done in my business. I just could not get myself to do it. And I had an appointment with my doctor who I'm very grateful for. They've been always very good listeners. They take me seriously. They respect that I know myself more than they know me. And I came to them with a conversation that January 2022 and said, hey, I suspect I have ADHD. These are all the reasons why. This is what I have learned. This is what I know about myself. This has been my literal life. These are my symptoms. And they're like, yes, it does sound like you have it. They, of course, were not in a place to officially diagnose me. But at the time, if I were to get re- re- um, referred to get diagnosed officially, it was like a year and a half wait time. They asked me the question, is this impacting you negatively on a daily basis right now? And I said, absolutely it is. It is impacting my ability to get off the couch and actually get work done. And I explained some of the challenges I was experiencing. They're like, well, we need to do something about that now. If it's impacting you on a daily basis, we can take immediate action. So they referred, they recommended that I... Um, go on a low dose of one particular type of medication. And I'm not here saying you need to do a medication. I'm just sharing my story. I know it's not for everyone. I know my own personal relationship with medication. I'm very highly sensitive. Most times when they say it takes up to two weeks to adjust a medication, I can always tell within 24 hours my body um, responding to it. But this particular medication wasn't like the typical Adderall or whatnot. It's actually called Wellbutrin, which I've been on before based on as a result of my daughter's unexpected heart failure at seven months old and the trauma from that and needing to survive. That's another story. Um, But they put me on Wellbutrin and said that there are studies going out that are being done to where they're giving Wellbutrin to teenagers with ADHD because it can help with focus without having to do any other type of messing with the brain and it's not like a severe hyper focus mode that Adderall or other medication could do from what I understand and uh, it's not as severe they put me on 24 hours slow release and the lowest dose for that and within a, like within 24 hours I could tell it was allowing me to like hyper focus it was almost too much and then within a few days I realized I was really struggling sleeping I could not get my brain or my body to calm down And by like day four, I felt like I was like um, a a race engine. Like I couldn't shut off. I was like, this is too extreme. Like this, my body is not handling this well. I'm responding too much. And the doctor, I told them that I respond very quickly to meds. And they said it could take up to two weeks. So I messaged them and told them what was going on. I said, oh my goodness. Um, They believed me. They said, well, let's go ahead and drop it to, instead of having it on a slow release, just drop it to, if you were to take it twice a day, just take it once in the morning on the lowest dose. So I transitioned to that and immediately my body responded to going off of the 24 hour slow release and I was able to sleep again and my body felt like it was calming down my brain and my heart. And, but that still kept, it was still like doing its job and helping me feel like I was no longer in a fog mentally and I was able to actually have the ability to be focused enough to where I could choose things. 
Um, and that was the, that was the lifesaver that allowed me to take advantage of those six months. I was temporarily living with my parents in Colorado in 2022 in the spring to go all in on my goals, which were to get on my feet financially. I joined a 10 week coaching program. I learned in that process so much. I dove all in on learning about ADHD. I, um, I, I enrolled in an app called Inflow that's specifically designed for people with ADHD. It was absolutely brilliant. I, I spent a year with that platform and that was life-changing. But one of the key things that I was not anticipating is that in that time of my getting the confirmation that I have ADHD, I never went the route of getting officially diagnosed once the doctor confirmed that and then all these things I've learned and whatnot. Like I'm completely satisfied with the self-diagnosis and then the confirmation from the doctor uh, that I went through a very severe grieving period, which I now know is completely normal. And I share that with everyone I know who is on the journey of adult diagnosed ADHD. And as actually clients, I help specifically, they come to me because of the fact that I have ADHD and they seek support in that on their journeys, personally and professionally, um, that I give them all the heads up that there will be a grieving period. And it is absolutely normal because you get confirmation that you're in fact not broken and but in other ways having to accept the fact that the whole way you've lived your life up to that point you've you've been in survival mode you've masked all these symptoms so you could fit in with the neurotypicals better so you could be accepted better so you're which which for you is your normal could be you know too muchness could be received for others because you dumbed it down and you now have to grieve and mourn that period of you that worked so hard to get you to this point, as well as accept the fact that your understanding and of how you're perceiving what it means to have ADHD, because it is viewed also for many as a disability, which isn't a bad thing. It's just my view now is it's just as if someone visually were to be missing part of or all of their arm. You know, there's just accommodations made for somebody who's missing a limb. The thing that's so hard with ADHD is because it's literally a different way your brain is wired um, you can't see it but it shows up in your your thoughts in your internal and external behaviors and processes and you can feel like it can be a disability and a hindrance and I definitely went through my grieving it was it was a rough multiple months in that process but it is important in order to get to a place of health and acceptance of it in my opinion with that um I continued on my journey of education, learning all the different terminology, all, all the different terms, all the different parts of executive functioning, learning more about my particular type of ADHD, ring of fire, and how my brain works and how it doesn't work, you know, according to people who are neurotypical, <laughs> and um, really learning different tools and skills that were helping me start to work with my brain instead of against it, really releasing truly external expectations of examples from others I had learned from that weren't equipped with who weren't ADHD or equipped with those tools. So I was unlearning so many things I taught myself trying to fit into a neurotypical process and world. And now I was learning and relearning ADHD and how to do things in a way that was aligned in my brain with my brain, how I think and I'm talking about not just like how I do things in my business, but even literally how my home is set up. I remember there's so many people who are, you know, on social media who are sharing 
um, who are you know claiming being experts with ADHD, which I am not claiming I'm an expert with ADHD. I just can only share with you my experience. And I'm becoming an expert in my own ADHD. Um, and there's there's many people in social media accounts that, you know, they're fluff, but there's also some legitimate accounts and professionals who share. And one woman, she, her whole purpose of content is to show how if you are constantly trying to survive in a neurotypical world outside of your home, why does your home have to be set up against your brain as well? Why can't your home be set up to make sense with your neurodivergent brain? And once I started learning about what that means for me and all the different terms like ob- object permanence, um, you know, just decision overwhelm, just the, the joke of always having a poor memory of where you left things, just all of those things, uh, starting to learn to different tweak different ways that my home is set up. And that has been life changing as well. And then just giving permission that I do do things differently than what I would consider normal or culturally acceptable air quotes. And it's an ongoing journey. But what has been also miraculous in this process is that my daughter has ADHD. She's not been officially diagnosed. And I don't know if at this point we need to go that route purely for the fact because I have dove into it myself and learned so much about it and learned for me what to do. And one of the biggest things is learning to work with it and understanding it to help with my emotional regulation because emotional dysregulation is just a natural state people with ADHD tend to be in, not everybody, but generally speaking. And that's very much the case for my daughter. And so positively speaking about having ADHD and the education panned out to her, she's now seven, but this dialogue has been going on since now, since she's before she was six. And just helping her and be, become empowered and her understanding how her brain works and that it's okay, but also, you know, what the neurotypical process is and how to make adjustments to work with that without having to completely shut herself down. And, um, there has been so much progress made in her emotional dysregulation to emotional regulation. It's not gone because it's just not normal to be completely emotionally regulated for people with ADHD and neurodivergent. But she, this last year in first grade, was was thriving because she was able to voice and articulate and say what was happening in her brain if certain needs were happened. And her teacher was also very understanding and she had a room set up in a way to support all children's learning process. So if, so if my daughter needed to stand up and move while she was listening or learning, like there was room for that. Or if she would say, I'm having a time focus right now, I need a minute. Or like she was able to voice what her needs were. And it's the fact that she already knows what her needs are and that she is understanding what she needs consciously for it it's huge and like I'm so grateful I can offer that to her because she's going to have a different life growing up in the education system and in personal relationships and professionally because of it that I did not have but also it's giving me more permission to do it for myself and I just want to share that I absolutely love absolutely love having ADHD I always knew I was unique. I always knew my name was unique. I always knew my personality was unique. I didn't understand why. I didn't get it. I just knew that there was different things that made me awesome and certain things that really rubbed people the wrong way. And now I know it's my ADHD and I will not trade it for the world. And um, in that process, I'm not uncomfortable anymore if my normal ADHD-ness shows up a certain way in a social interaction that might be considered uncomfortable or awkward for someone else. And I literally just state, oh, it's this. And I might come across as I'm giving an excuse, but really I'm just stating a fact because I'm not trying to excuse it away. And some people 
are in a place even to receive more information and I'm happy to share like, oh, it's this particular executive function thing I'm struggling with with this or is this particular issue or that's just not coming to mind because of this thing. And I'm able to identify because I've self-educated and really have gone the route of learning everything I can and there's still more to be taught and learned um, about how my brain functions and how to work with it. So I'm going to be sharing more episodes and how it shows up for me in my business, how it shows up for me more as a parent, more about my childhood. So there's going to be multiple parts to this. So thanks for listening on this first part. If any of this resonates with you, I'm an open book. You're welcome to DM me on um, at the dance CEO coach. Ask me any questions. Please reach out if you are seeking support on how to start for yourself for a journey of getting diagnosed or what to do. Um, I'm here to help you in any way possible. Like I said, I have supported clients and currently support clients who come to me specifically with ADHD. And I even have non-dance related clients who I'm supporting with them moving through their careers personally and professionally while also adjusting and better understanding their ADHD and how to work with it, not against it. So there's that. If you feel that this would be beneficial for someone else, you know, that would benefit from learning more about someone's story with ADHD, please share the podcast with them. I know that this is not my typical topic, but because it is who I am at my core and impacts literally everything I do in all areas of my life, I want to share with you because as always, I want the current to be pulled back on what it is to be the CEO of your life and your business. So thank you so much for listening today and looking forward to having you back again. Hi everyone, it is a joy and an honor to share with you that I am bringing a new resource available to you monthly titled the Dance CEO Masterclass Series. This series is meant to help support you on your journey personally and professionally. Every month there'll be a topic that does just that in only 60 minutes of our time together. It will always be live on Zoom and it is held every second Thursday at 2.30 p.m. Central Time and 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I really just want to help you have the ability to continue to grow with all that you have going on. So I invite you to go to my website, thedanceceocoach.com slash masterclass. I promise you that if you prioritize your personal growth personally and professionally, that you will only experience abundance in the other areas of your life. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Dance CEO Podcast, where aspiring or established dance business owners and entrepreneurs learn to become the CEO of your life and business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review and rating. To stay up to date and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me, your host, on Instagram at the Dance CEO Coach. Until next time.